Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Marcella Benson. She is a spiritual nutrition counselor and a scene priestess and author based in Miami Beach, Florida. She is a healer, passionate poet, avid student, and spiritual teacher. She has been trained by Dr. Gabriel Cousins at his School of Holistic Wellness in Arizona, where she graduated with a mastery in vegan live food nutrition, specializing in spiritual fasting and recovering from diabetes naturally. She has studied superfood nutrition, Ayurvedic science, Chinese tonic herbalism, Amazonian herbalism, zero-point energy healing, healing with gems and stones, and application of bioresonance, biofeedback, and frequencies for harmonization at some of the top institutes of the world. Her mission is to help the world evolve into a new way of living and eating. Her Magnus Opus coffee book, a coffee table book, Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living, was created as an inspirational guide to bring health, spirituality, positivity, and compassion to your home. This magnus opus holds more than 18 years of research in the field of body, mind, and spirit, and vegan nutrition. She brings this knowledge together as an, in an exquisitely designed book that includes lifestyle advice, inspiration, affirmation, tips, menus, and over 150 live food vegan recipes, as well as original art and colored pictures. For more information and recipes, you can visit um, Marcella's website, which is marcella.love, and that's M-A-R-C-E-L-A dot love. And with that, I'd like to welcome Marcella to the show. Good day, Marcella. Oh, Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. And I have to say, when I received that copy of your book for review, I was stunned. (laughs) It's a beautiful (laughs) book that you put together. Truly, I mean, in 12 years I've done books, there's only been one um, uh, author whose book you know, started to compare to yours, and, you know, and, and, uh, but, but his is nowhere near yours. I mean, that's 444 pages, uh, um, in your book. So that's, it's, it's a beautiful accomplishment. So I just want to start from that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Truly appreciate it. I am more, as, as, as time is passing, I'm more, uh, surprised 
and the reaction of people are having. So, and I'm so grateful because I put in a lot of love, and I wanted the people to have a source of love and inspiration in their home. So it's doing its job. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and and it's one that you can just sit down and I mean and explore, you know. And and uh, but we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about uh, details in a in a little bit. But first, can you would you share with the listeners um, how and why you became you know focused on um, you know being a, a a leader when it comes to the idea of live food cuisine. Yes. Well, I didn't, it was not my initial focus, actually. My initial focus, I was just remembering today with a dear friend of mine that she knows me for many, many years. And I, I said to her, did you know that I used to make clothes? And she's like, really? And I said, yes, I used to make clothes. When I was 15, 16 years old, that's what I used to do. And, um, but this has been a journey. My father was a diabetic. And um, mm-hmm. also many of my father's uh, brothers uh, died from obesity-related diseases, you know, from all kinds of diseases. So too many, to, too many of a variety. My father had seven brothers uh, and one sister. Wow. So too many, too many diseases. Wow. <laughs> well, each and one of every one of them got something different. You know, and the one that wow. lived the longest was the sister, who was the one uh, that made a lot of food but didn't eat a lot of food at all, and it was the thinnest <laughs> one. <laughs> so, but yes. With that said, everything that was prepared from uh, my mother's side and my my father's side was always prepared with a lot of love. And that always stays, you know, when you have experiences with a lot of love, stays. It just stays. And um, then through my life, after I got married and I had my children, I was dealing also with uh, extreme overweight. And uh, I was already a vegetarian because I've been a vegetarian since I'm 15 years old. I started meditating when I was 15 and a half years old, yeah? So... Wow. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to do nutrition for me and spiritual nutrition or anything that had to do with healing the body because I've always seen it in my house and it was just boring to me. But I had no choice to go to it because my life was missing that information big time. And um, as I went through my life and I realized that my children were having problems, that I was having problems, and this was not becoming any easier, um, I realized that I needed to learn, and I needed to read my books, and I needed to find my teacher, and I needed to find my teachers, and if I was going to, you know, I was vegetarian, but I didn't, I didn't know how to raise my children healthy, Yeah. So then I said, I'm going to take everybody in my family this way. I got to know what I'm doing. So basically, (laughs) basically I said, okay, I have to study with the best. And um, I started researching, researching. And for me, the best was Dr. Gabriel Cousins at the School of Arizona. Uh, When I read his books, for me, they sound so much truth and they sound like I could learn out such a wealth 
of information from him in a way that is not taught in universities, in a way that is, is teaching you the art of healing, the art of nutrition, the art of veganism, the art of understanding that we're all individuals. You see? And this is not taught because it's not cookie cutter. This makes you use your mind. And when you have to use your mind and you have to see the spiritual, the emotional, and you have to see the physical, the conditions of the family, the surrounding, where do they live? If it's up on the mountain, if it's down by the sea, you see, what what are the constitution? When you start learning this way, healing becomes vast and a never-ending process of an artistic healing encounter. And I fell in love with that because I feel like life is like that. It's an artistic encounter with life, everything. You know, the art of well, life well, that well. happened there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, in your book, you certainly approach it as art um, as a a thread throughout. I mean, because you have you have photos, you've got your, I mean, just art photos, you've also got poetry in there, um, and you've got educational aspects, and you've got recipes, and, and the, the photos of the food, I mean, you, you just can't look at two or three without becoming hungry. <laughs> so now, uh, you, I understand, you know, when you mentioned, you mentioned um, going to Dr. Cousins, you mentioned your children. Now, uh, when I read, um, it was your your son first, but then your daughter um, with yes. um, her episodes of creep, that kind of thing, that really kind of made the difference. So can you tell us, you know, about that, you know, about your, your experience with your daughter and, and how you helped her through? Yes, yes. Well, uh, my my daughter was born and she she looked fine. She was fine and she everything was wonderful with her until uh, she started to get sick. And she had like undeveloped lungs and she each time she would get sick, she would end up in the hospital a little bit blue in the face because she had no oxygen. Um and with steroids to open up the lungs again. And this was a, a huge source of worry for me because I said, what am I going to do with this child now? And uh, when I, that was one of the things that, okay, I need to learn. I, I need to learn. And I took her already with me when I went to study when she was three years old. And I went to... She started to get sick when I was in school, and I said, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to study. I have a sick child here. This is a huge problem. Um, and I took her to see Dr. Cousins, and he told me, and I, and I said, Dr. Cousins took my child. He's, she's so sick. She's going to get croups. It's going to be a problem. We're in the middle of Patagonia in a small little town besides Mexico. What, what am I going to do? And he says, no, 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 don't worry. And he gave me three things. He gave me an herbal remedy. He gave me a zeolite and um, vitamin C. And he said, do this every two hours and hydration and let me know tomorrow how she's doing. And I did that. And 
she was not getting worse. And the second day, she was not worse. The third day, she was a little bit better. The fourth day, she was coming out of it. And never again, I had to take her to the hospital. Never again, I had to give her any antibiotics, nothing, ever again. You know, and I'm not against, you know, if you have to do it, you have to do it. But she never needed it. Once I learned, you know, once I learned how to feed her, once I learned which herbs, the natural things and teas and everything that I can use to help the body along, she never got sick again. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that that does make you take notice, <laughs> you know, when you recognize that uh, you, you did it without, you know, the, the steroids, and you did it in a, a more natural way. Um, so, um, well, it happened to work for her, you know, and I was able to watch yes. closely because let's, we right. must say that, you have you have to know your child very well to be able to do these kinds of things, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's very important to to be informed <laughs> when you're you know when you're um dealing with your children's health for sure. Um, yeah. So what 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 is your intent? Do you have an intention um, for uh, your book? Yes. Yes. My intention is that everybody that's seeking for health and inspiration, because it's important to have inspiration in your life. It's boring to do it because you have to do it. But it's nice to do it because you are delighted or you are inspired to do it. So my intention is that my book will be an inspiration in people's homes to wanting to take a step closer into their health, into their body, into a life uh, of beauty, whatever that means for them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it really does take a whole um, person, person approach. I mean, from the, the physical, mental, spiritual, emotional reason aspects. Yes. So, well, so um, I, I mentioned you know, that there was um, some unique art and poetry. So, tell me why why you included that, and then what went into your decision making to include certain people. Yes. Well, I think it's important. You know, sometimes you know the, the kitchen for me and life for me is a. Uh, an opportunity to step in into sacred life. And, for example, being in the kitchen most of the time is because the mothers or the parents or yourself, you should have to feed yourself, you know. And actually feeding yourself, it, it's really, it can become a sacred act in many different layers. One layer is sacred because you're buying organic food. By buying organic food, you are helping not only yourself for better health, you're helping Mother Earth for better health. You see, and you're helping the farmers not to get sick and the children of the farmers not to get sick. You see, which is very, very, very important. And so that, 
a sacred act. Being in the kitchen, preparing your food for your health, the health of your children, the health of yourself. You know, you are worth it. You are worth the good food. You are worth the knowledge of spiritual nutrition. You see? And that becomes yeah. sacred. And all of a sudden, making yourself a little bit of food that is healthy for your body and delicious becomes the sacred act of loving yourself. Truly loving yourself with knowledge, with wisdom, and buying the products that are fueling not only a better economy, a local economy, and healthier people that grow in your food, healthier earth. You see? So it's a whole cycle of understanding. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, when you start your book on part one, it's called Love, and the, the first section is called Self-Love. And, you know, in that, you really uh, break down the components of caring for self and caring for the world, like you mentioned. So, um, you know, that, that is, uh, you know, that that's wonderful. Now, your book talks about um, live food cuisine. So, I, I must admit, I did not know <laughs> what, 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 what yes. are you talking about. <laughs> but, um, so would you mind sharing for the, for the listeners, you know, what, what it is, you know, what, what high food, um, cuisine is? Yes. Live food is food that hasn't been heated more than 118 degrees. So basically, you learn, which is wonderful because it's very easy. I mean, I always say that the difficulty is erasing the old programming and putting a new programming in. Because the old programming is, is cooking and all of these pots and pans. And basically, with live food, many of the recipes, and they're and absolutely delicious, you just need to blend them. So you need to massage them, which I explained in the technique there. And you just need to season them because the food's already made, made by God, made by the earth, made by your wonderful farmers or your backyard, you know, your backyard uh, uh, veggies. <laughs> so that's what live food is. Live food is uncooked, fresh food. Okay, good. So now, now we, we have that uh, understanding of what, what live food is, so we we'll to talk about it later on. Now, um, in that uh, section of Part 1 Love, um, you also talk about uh, water, and, and you, you spend, you know, a, a good piece of, of, of the book, oh, I mean, a, a good share of the book, talking about water. Um, so tell you know tell us about um, you know why you know why did you put water you know as I mean granted we you know use it often for you know, for food preparation but can, can you tell us why you put it in there and, and indicated that it's the structure of love? Yes, 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 yes. Well, because without the water. Yes, we wouldn't come into existence. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the universe here was created through water and salt, and and then it came to be. And we have the water, our our earth is covered with water. I think it's, uh, I don't know what the percentage right now. And our body, I think it's, it's almost like the same as the body. It's, we are 80-something percent water if we're not recycled. If we are not dehydrated. So basically, mm-hmm. our resemblance with Earth, you see, and most of our water is salt water in nature. And inside of ourselves, which is very little water, is sweet water. You see, and most of the water of the world and Mother Earth is salty water. See, and then you have the sweet water in the rivers, in the lakes, you see, which are the least amount of water, the sweet water, you see. And um, water is very important because anybody who wants to get healthy, I always say, okay, what what should I change, people ask me. And I say, just have more water, have good water, stop having water in plastic. You know, the other day yeah. I was having some water, in a, which I never do, but I had no choice because I couldn't find a bottle of water in glass. And so I said, okay, Master, I should buy plastic because it's better than nothing. Basically, I bought mm-hmm. the water. And then it had, it, I looked at it with the light, and it had a film of plastic. And mm-hmm. I was just horrified because I'm not used to having water in plastic unless it's like an emergency. Like this weekend, actually, I had this emergency. I forgot to bring my water with me. And um, so water is your number one thing. If you want to become healthy, the first thing you need to do is start evaluating the source of your water and how you're going to make it better. And what is the best way, the least expensive, and the most effective? We have to look at our health and our budget in long-term effects. We cannot look anymore at the short-term effect, because the short-term is what makes you sick. The long-term effect, if we need to save money to buy a special filtration system, we should do, right? We save money to buy our homes. We save money to buy an oven. We save money to buy things that we don't need. You see, I always say we should save money to buy the things we really do need, which is, if we, we don't have our health, we don't have anything. So water is one of the most important parts for health. And you cannot replace it with tea. It cannot be replaced with a beer. It cannot be replaced (laughs) with any liquids or with juices. Yeah? Water is very, very, very important. And that's why the first thing that I mentioned, you know, like in the nutritional labels, the first thing is the biggest ingredient. Okay. That's my book. First thing is the biggest ingredient. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, it, it tells you a lot. Now, when you do, you recommend um, having our water kept in glass containers. I mean, would that be the alternative? Yes. Yes. Well, I have it okay. in the book. I have, I believe, like four recommendations for recommendation, you see? And it all depends where you where you live. Like, I live in yep. Miami. It's a city. I have city water. 
it's not easy to find a spring to go get my water because any springs mm-hmm. are four or five hours away. I have to drive four or five hours to the springs. And then you have to find a spring that is not polluted, which there are many in the United States, wonderful springs. Um, see, so then, okay, how do I do in order to get good water for me? Since city water is not good for, for my body. Okay? Mm-hmm. So for me, the best way was the stealing it. Okay? But the stealing the water, it's basically you get this, this dead water, and then you have to activate it. You have to put minerals back in it. Okay? And then I use different technology. So this might be a little bit too much for somebody who's just starting. And then another way mm-hmm. of doing it. Yes, I like to do the steel. I do two types of water in my house. Okay? But mind you, you don't have to do it everything tomorrow. Right? You can do spring water in glass bottles for now. Yeah. Or you can find a spring if you live near a spring. And that's much better water than any other water free water from the spring. If you live near any spring and you know that this spring is good and there is websites where you can check them out, uh, there is many ways to check out now the spring. Is this good? Is this being tested? And this is the best way. Once every so on, go get your spring water. Then, if you cannot do that, another way that is very easy is using a reverse osmosis system. Okay, and mm-hmm. I recommend which one to use and all of these. So, so these are these are ways, different ways, and you can look at different three qualities of water that they can work for your life, and they will add hydration to your life, and they won't will not add things that you don't need in your body. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you also. Um, indicate that um, water has imprints, memory imprints. And, you know, I was thinking of the, um, I can't remember his name, but the, the Japanese gentleman who, you know, worked with water. You know, um, so can you tell us um, a little bit about the idea that water has an imprint with it? Yes, yes. Water is the it's an empty vessel, and um, mm-hmm. an empty vessel of water. That exactly how Emoto Masudo, uh, he was the one, the scientist that researched water and how the the crystalline structure of the water changes depending on the music, depending on the words you write in the water, depending where the water is coming from. And this is very, very uh, wonderful um, research by by this author and scientist, water scientist, Emoto. And um, and then you realize how important is water because this structure that we drink, like for example, uh, city water, and we have people that are throwing their medicine and all types of medicines, from psychotic medicines, antidepressants, and this and that and the other. Most of the people know how homeopathic works. A homeopathic is a dilution of a, a remedy, no, like arnica, and no longer has this remedy 
uh, this alcohol or this water in which the energetic imprint of this uh, remedy is suspended on. Okay? And this is what mm -hmm. happens with the water, too. Basically, the water is getting, getting coated, okay? This is what is called coated, with a homeopathic imprint of all of these medicines, which most of the people don't understand because it hasn't come up front to the allopathic world of medicine that this has any validity. But these are medicines, the homeopathic medicines have been used for many, many, many years during many different parts of the world. And, um, you know, so it's, it's well known that this works. So in the same, in the same way, um, it works for the coding that happens in our city waters. Mm. Okay. So, so now, so, now I, I had one, one guest several years ago from, from Costa Rica who uh, wrote a story from a caregiving book, and she um, would take, you know, large glass jars and just write, you know, on um, a piece of tape, you know, like love or gratitude. You know, she would kind of, you know, set aside the intention for that water, I guess, would be the way to put it. Um, so um, would, would something like that, I mean, help maybe with imprinting? Yes. Absolutely. If you have your 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 glass bottle with your water, also put words of love, you know, and gratitude, and all of this also works. And even when you're writing the word of love and when you're writing the word of gratitude, have a vision in your mind what that means for you, because that even codes the words even further and even further you have an intention and a written word that you put in your bottle even further that water gets coated with the words of love or healing that you might need yeah absolutely well Tasha and we're already halfway through the show we're just kind of zipping through so I want to take just a quick break um, and then when we come back I kind of want I want to move on to part two of your book is peace and I want to talk about a couple of the items in, in that section and then talk about recipes, okay? Yes, thank you. Great. Yeah. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be back right after this very brief book. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, BiteRadio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms 
by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special guest is Marcella Bentley, and we're talking about her awesome book called Love, Peace, and Vegetables, Recipes for Conscious Living. And again, you can find out more by visiting Marcella's website, which is marcella.love. That's M-A-R-C-E-L-A dot love. Okay, with that, we're back to Marcella. Yes. Okay, great. Well, so um, now part two of your book is peace. You talk about peace. And in that, you have uh, information on lifestyle uh, and also one called 12 Steps to Health. So can you tell us a little bit about that uh, 12 Steps to Health? I mean, is this um, a particular program that that you follow or that you um recommend people kind of um, do at their own pace? Yes, 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 yes. Well, the whole chapter piece, I wanted to write it in a way, and the 12 steps, it's not like, oh, you have to follow all the 12 steps. It's, well, these are some ideas, you know. The whole book is okay. presentation, but I wanted to give people ideas of things that they can bring into their life to bring peace, because if we just only work or only do our duties and don't have the pleasure of doing certain other things that gives back into the world, then life becomes dull, see? But when you know that, you know, when you know that you have some things to look for, for, like sacred dance, you know, one of the things that I recommend, you know, do a dance. And you can do whatever dance you like. It doesn't have to be what I recommend. But moving your body is very important. And also, you know, sometimes having a spiritual teacher that you like their teaching is also part of it, you see. And, you know, having a way to look at your life and not look at food the way you were fed but a new way, a new way that is going to feed you in a way to transform your life into much more health and much more divinity, into a funner way of looking at things. And that's what I chose to show in the part of peace, you know, that whole chapter on peace. I try to show inspiration for people to wanting to update some of these things. You know, they don't mm-hmm. have to. I don't... I, I always say I'm not trying to change anybody. I'm just sharing with you an inspiration. And if you like it and you can do it from your heart, do it. Because I believe that true changes come when one is inspired to do it, not obliged to do it. 
Yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of had a little bit of a smile when, when you were saying that one of the one of the steps and you have uh, meditate, change, and dance. You were talking about, you know, the importance of moving the body to the When I can do the meditate and I can do the thing, but that dance, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the idea is, is, I think, to express oneself freely. Isn't that the idea? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so now one of the one of the very practical parts of the book um, in, in that section was ways of cleaning produce. I mean, it's I I wouldn't have thought that there was more than one way, you know, to, to clean produce. You know, water, <laughs> but but there are others. So can you, can you tell us um, a little bit? Yeah, because. I, I really learned a lot reading that section. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, the different ways of cleaning produce and maybe what some ways are better than others than just maybe simply water? Yes. I, I believe it is also key. I know a lot of people don't want to eat their vegetables because, oh, it takes so long to clean them and, oh, it's difficult or, you know, all kinds of excuses. But I show you a very practical way of cleaning them. And I show you four different ways because always there's always a different way of doing things, right? So one of them is, you know, just put all of your vegetables in a, in a, in a big tub and just put water and put some iodine, for example. And then 15 minutes later, yeah, 15 minutes later, you take them out and they're all washed. And it's not a big deal. It's very easy. Then, if you are more like a pro, like me, and like uh, even easier, like for example, iodine can become expensive, but an ozone machine that you can put in the kitchen is maybe $60, and you can use it for many, many, many years. And you just put all the vegetables in a big bucket, and you drop the ozone bowl into the bucket, and you put it for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, depending what it is, and your vegetables are incredibly clean. So you're never going to have problems with any kind of composting matter that maybe the plants were growing in, any little bugs, uh, you know, they will either go to the bottom or they will rise up, and they will not be able to exist in the ozone solution. And it's not a solution, it's gas that goes from the machine to the water, okay? And it also nices mm-hmm. the water and cleans the vegetable. That's, my, that's one of my favorite ways to do it. And then I explain two more ways of doing that, just in case you're traveling, okay? But my two favorite ways mm-hmm. is the iodine, because when I'm traveling, I take my iodine with me. And when I'm home, I have my ozone. And believe me, when I travel, I miss my ozone so much. <laughs> um, I, you know, well, so that's, that's the yeah. way that I explain to, and it's very easy because I remember back in the days when I was washing vegetables, I was washing them, steaming them, and they were never really, I was never sure that they were clean enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, if you're going to spend the time, you know, getting produce that organic, um, yeah, 
Um, you really do want to make sure that you can um, take it to that next level before feeding in, in uh, preparation and make you take it to the But again, look, it's just some, some ways I've never heard of, but I certainly looked into that ozone. Um, so, part three of your book is, is called Vegetables. Um, and in that particular section, um, you talk about uh, different um, you know, ingredients and techniques that people can use for, for a healthy love um, lifestyle. So, um, one of the other things that you talk about is uh, food enhancers, um, or uh, food essences, excuse me, food essences. Can you tell us a little bit of an example of, you know, a, a food essence that would be um, a, a good ingredient? Yes. Well, I like to use, you see, you have food extracts and you have mm -hmm. um, that are basically either in glycerin, extractions with glycerin or with alcohol, you see. And these are very nice. But, for example, the food essence are CO2 extractions, which is almost like an essential oil, if you know what an essential oil is. But these are CO2 oh, yeah. flavor. Yes, these are CO2 flavor extraction. And basically, with one or two drops of these essences, you get this full flavor of like a, a teaspoon of extract. So that's the difference. And the difference is that the extract has the base of um, maybe glycerin or alcohol in which changes the taste of the food, and the CO2, it doesn't change the taste at all. So all of a sudden you have this delicious vanilla taste, which is perfectly the vanilla taste. No alcohol, no glycerin, and just a drop. It has enough flavor to flavor your whole smoothie. It's really incredible. And you have chocolate, food essences, and then you have uh, pineapple, or passion fruit essence. And for example, for somebody who's diabetic, right, and cannot have any fruit because they want to go into a healing lifestyle, right? But if you want to go into a healing diet, then the food essences are so important because you're going to create like a food flavor without the sugar. But you won't be missing out certain flavors. Like you can put like a drop, you can have coconut yogurt and put a drop or two of banana flavor, right? So then you have this coconut yogurt that is flavored with banana without the banana, with right, without raising your sugar. So I love my food essences. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just took out a couple pound cakes just before we came on the show. They're lavender. I have used... Um, a uh, form of lavender oil that, that is, you know, consumable. So lavender pound cakes are some, <laughs> some friend's favorite. So, um, you know, I, I really do enjoy, you know, essences as well. Uh, um, so one of the areas that also that you include, um, part for inspirational menus. So one of the things I really like too is in your book you have, um, uh, listed where people can download um, 
shopping list, <laughs> you know, where people can. And I, I love that because as I was going through your recipe, um, it was clear there were just a lot of things I don't have, you know. So I thought that that was a very useful um, aspect. But but you also have menus for like a, a three day menu. Um, inspirational menus, a seven-day live food menu. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what what are the, you know, what what do the menus achieve? I mean, what, what, and why did you include them in the book? Well, because I felt, you know, this is for many people a very new way of eating, and I had to show you a menu for you to give them, have an idea how to combine it. Okay, if I'm going to make this, I can make that. If I'm going to do this this day, I can do that that day. And I wanted to show a way of combining all the food that really is going to bring it into your maximum nutrition and it's going to bring it into your, you know, with a good combination. Okay. So that yeah. that was for me important because I also believe if you're going to plan anything, um, plan a menu for the week for yourself, if it's either for yourself or for your family, and organize your nourishment because it's important. If you organize your nourishment, you no longer need to think about it. You know, it's organized, and once you get into a flow with your nourishment, you might even need to organize it ever again. You're just going to know mm-hmm. how to change up things. But it's important to put some thought in your menu, at least the first three to six months when you start a new journey to transform your life on a new way of eating, or even when you're going to add some new recipes. This organizes your day, it organizes your week, and it makes it more attainable. So that's why I wrote this. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. You know, I, I'm the kind of person that likes to have a, a, a sample, you know, to, I mean, you know, that, uh, well, maybe, you know, in one particular menu it indicates one item, but I'm not like that one, but I can get something similar to it. So, I mean, at least it gives me um, a way to assemble, you know, a menu that, you know, is to my liking, but also can, you know, get that maximum effect that we want when we're, when we're eating. Right. It's just like a, it's a guideline in which you can add your, your favorite things, some new things, and it gives you that, that, that vision board. You know, a menu is kind of like a vision board. When you go to the restaurant, you have a menu, and you're not really seeing the food most of the time. It's just giving you a vision board. Oh, yeah, very much so. Well, now, this is probably going to be a tough question. What is your favorite recipe in the book? Ah! <laughs> well, uh, okay. that is a tough and question. We can, and we can do it by courses. We can do it by courses, you know. So, so like, for example, yeah. you know, now you have, you know, in, in the, the section on um, live food that be, I mean, you got wonderful things for soups and salads and wraps and, you know, what would be considered um, like appetizer-type kinds of... Um, uh, yes, well, the so, soups are fantastic. 
because they're so easy to make and so delicious, you know. And But I tell you which is my favorite part of the book, and you're not going to believe it, but my favorite part of the book is a part that says, um, condiments, sauces, and other pleasures. And why is this that I like so much? Is because I always say, no matter what you eat, if you have a good sauce, a good condiment, and some other extra thing, food becomes a feast. You know, and I think it's very important to have condiments. For example, I make a chimichurri that is, you know, it's not only it has the garlic and it has uh, the onions and the oregano and the parsley and all of these are healing herbs. Yes, and it has the red paprika. See, and this is a phenomenal condiment that you can eat it, put it on top of your veggie burgers put it on top of your um, uh, eggplant, you see, or you can put it in your sandwich with whatever you're having. And once you have very good condiments, or I have another condiment that I love, which is my seaweed tartar, okay? And this seaweed is also, it's like a little seaweed spread, and it's full of minerals, and yes, if you put a little bit of it. Then I have like a mayonnaise there, which is made with another seaweed. So basically, if you put this seaweed in a sandwich, you're eating a really full meal, full of minerals, full of uh, nutrition, you see? And it's really very delicious. You have to give it a try for to, to believe me, because I always say eating healthy is no longer bland. Eating healthy is a luxury and it's luxurious and the tastes are amazing. And I always say, when you eat the way I teach you, you'll never go back to eat the other things because you won't like them anymore. <laughs> yeah. There actually be taste to your food, you know. Um, so, yeah, and I like that chimichurri of yours. That, that particular recipe I like. That would be one I would choose. Now, I have to say, my favorite section or <laughs> my real house is in the, the hearty live food dishes. <laughs> there, there's a, a number of them um, in, in there. The, the raw violi, I thought that was a very interesting recipe. Yes. yes. Those are, the hearty recipes are truly uh, my master recipes. And uh, why I call them the master recipes because um, they they take a little bit longer to do, but I made them thinking on all of those people who are already eating this way, and it's not so difficult uh, for them. And I thought about all of those chefs who want to learn a uh, really, really a higher way of understanding food, and uh, it's really it's it's those recipes are amazing. One of my favorite ones there is called La Hambachin, which is a Middle Eastern flatbread that they make it with lamb meat. But I made it in a way with um that is absolutely delicious with um walnuts. Okay, so I made this meat with all of these um spices 
and the meat is made with walnuts, soaked walnuts. And it's absolutely delicious, really. And yes, that one is a true master recipe that one day I was in the kitchen and I said, I want my grandmother, if my grandmother knew what I know, what would she make healthy? And that was the recipe that I thought, yes, that I remember. And I remember her preparing it with a lot of oil and the meat and, you know, and everybody loved it, including myself. Um, and, and, and I sat in meditation, and this is the recipe that I got, and I was able to replicate it in a way that no, that only the love is left. Yes? The love <laughs> that my grandmother poured into our food. I said, okay, I'm going to make it in a way that is no longer unhealthy, that only, no longer unclogs your arteries in your heart or, you know, or that's, uh, or makes you diabetic. I'm going to make it in a way that is delicious and healthy. So that's a true master recipe. <laughs> uh, that, that is, I'm, I'm looking at right now, it looks tasty. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a, a, a wonderful uh, accompaniment. To a, to a meal. Um, so now, it's, and you, of course, we're down to like almost six minutes here, but you have desserts. You know, we kind of have to talk a little bit about desserts, you know. Um, can you tell us a little bit maybe what, what is one of your favorite of the desserts that you put in there? My favorite is one that is called I mean, I love it. I, you know what? I love all of them because, for example, the ice pops, okay, I make them with aloe vera. So those ice pops, I used to make them when my children were little, and it was a way of giving them something sweet, something fresh, full of goodness, you know, with the aloe vera and with all of the the flavors that I put on those ice pops. And those are delicious, easy to make, them, you take out whenever you want them. The ice creams I love, yeah. and in the cake, oh my goodness, it's a difficult one, but I'll tell you which one is my favorite <laughs> and which one is my husband's favorite, okay? Uh, okay. My favorite is one that is called ricotta uh, saffron torta, and basically it's made with an almond ricotta, uh, so a ricotta cheese made with almonds fermented for 24 hours, and then on the top, I add the saffron coconut butter uh, layer, and then I put some tarragon flowers and a little bit of tarragon herbs, put it all in the refrigerator, and this is one of my favorite desserts, okay, and um, my hand, yes, it's really, it's, oh my God. It's like, oh, really? Am I really eating this? <laughs> Can this be this good? Nah. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like that. It's like, really? You can eat that good and heal? I'm like, yeah, you can. And I'm all for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband loves my blueberry, my blueberry pie. He's like, the other day uh, when it was his birthday, like, would you make me the blueberry pie? And I looked at him and like, I'm, I'm busy. And then I was like, okay, I gotta make this. It's not gonna take long, Marcella. You're a master at this. 
So I watched well, the blueberries. I watched the blueberries with ozone, and I made this. And you know, in an hour, we had a phenomenal pie. <laughs> yeah, well, I had that that pie, blueberry pie, Mark already. <laughs> that was that was one that I would I definitely want to try. But um, well, you know, it's truly, uh, Marcel, uh, you have uh, put together a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, even though it's a called Poppy Purple Book, I mean, it is a book that is for every room in the house, you know. So, um, well, I, I guess, you know, things were you know, kind of wrap up. So, can you maybe, for the listeners, tell us, um, you, know, you know, do you have any um, upcoming plans? You know, beyond this book, I mean, this book it, it itself is, is um, a lot, a lot to talk about. But do you do you have uh, another project up and coming? Yes, yes, I have two more books down the pipe. <laughs> oh, but this, this is my masterpiece. I have yeah. to say because I had to. You know, I've written books before with other authors, but this is my first book by myself. And I wanted to bring out my masterpiece first, and then from there, smaller books. Uh, it should have been yeah. all the way around, but I just couldn't. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't resist it. <laughs> my masterpiece first. And, you know, so that's, that's what's going on. Yeah. I have two more books down the pipeline. I don't know when. It's not going to be a, a, a one-year journey. You know, it takes two, three years. This book took me ten years. So I imagine it's going to take me two more years to finish the one I have right now. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it involves making dishes, recommendable uh, recipes, um, I think it's well worth the wait, even to be able to to get uh, the quality. And you know, your you call it your masterpiece, and it it truly is. You know, I mean, when when I look at the book, um, you you can get drawn in to the the life the lifestyle the the, the poetry and the art. You can, I mean. You get drawn into learning, you know, like, for example, we talked about those different ways of, of cleaning vegetables. You know, there's a learning aspect, and then there's that performative part, which is creating dishes, you know, and eating them. Yeah. So, I mean, there's multiple ways, I think, that people can enjoy your book. And um, I know I am. I'm going to enjoy it for a while, so... Uh, so, any, any final words for, for our listeners, myself? Uh, sure, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, most of all, it's not only what you eat, okay? It's also what you're thinking and what you're speaking about. You see, nutrition is not only what you eat, what you put in your mouth. It's what comes out of your mouth, too. Okay, and what it exists in your heart and in your mind. And that's why yeah. uh, I create this book to bring you into thinking beautiful, to bring you into seeing beautiful, and to bring you into speaking and doing wonderful things for yourself. Because I know 
that when you learn the way of being in the world, you're going to create something even much better for you, for your loved ones, and for all the people that surround you. And like this, we all can co-create an amazing, healthy world together. I agree 100%. You know, it is nutrition for the body, mind, and soul. Um, so that is, uh, you know, it covers the whole being, the whole experience. So thank you, Marcella, for your time. And um, I, I look forward to, to keeping in touch. And, and even if it's a couple of years down the road, I can probably be doing this. I've done it for 12 years. So when those books come out, I'm going to, you know. Keep me in mind. I would love to be able to, to see what you have. And now, if people want to uh, keep in touch, um, you're on social media, right, Chen? Yes, 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 yes. Marcela, M-A-R-C-E-L-A, T, as in Thomas, Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N. Okay, good. Marcela T. Benson. Well, thank you, Marcela, for yes. your time. I truly enjoyed our, our conversation, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Me too. Thank you so much. Blessings. Blessings to you as well. Again, everyone, today, my very special guest has been Marcella Benson. We've been talking about her new book, Love, Peace, and Festival, Recipes for Conscious Living. Um, again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is marcella.love. M-A-R-C-E-L-A dot love, and it is truly a book to get. If you're going to get one book this year, pick up this book because um, it's good for your body, mind, and spirit. So, everyone, thank you for joining us for today's edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again... Remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.